Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I get to bring you this show from a little place called Wollongong, a Catholic diocese that I work in, and we contribute to this wonderful thing that is Christian radio right around the country with, with a bunch of people from the Catholic world who, for almost 10 years now, have been contributing to hopefully a whole lot of stuff that's leading people deeper in their walk with Jesus, to the great programming that's part of Christian radio and Hopefully it's a real source of unity and encouragement for many people. And, and the guys we've got on today are fantastic. You're going to love what they've got to say. We're going to be hearing from Father Mike Delaney and his segment, God in the Everyday. And he's, uh, he's arranging a holiday. We're going to hear about uh, some of the stuff associated with that. Mr. Ken Bryant worked with Ken closely over a number of years. He's done incredible work with ensuring that the gospel is preached and kids are, are brought to an encounter with, with Jesus in, in Catholic schools. As someone who headed up religious education and oversight of that across the whole system in, in our region and he's well known throughout Australia he's done a lot of work associated with Plenary 2020 and the upcoming Synod he's, uh, he's going to give us a piece today called Look Your God is Coming as part of our Advent series leading into Christmas going to hear from Father Mark D. Batista as well as part of our Advent journey today we're going to hear him talking about Isaiah's hope as we slowly break through many of the scriptures that are pointing to the incarnation and the birth of Jesus. Mother Hilda Scott, all for God, is her piece, Wisdom from the Abbey. I had the chance to catch up with her this week down there at the Abbey. She is amazing. In fact, the whole staff here from, from our office, the Office of Renewal and Evangelization, the Office of the Bishop, were down there doing a retreat at their wonderful site down there in Jamboree, Jamboree Mountain. You can actually book in there and go and have some days of prayer and reflection and be guided in, uh, in a process of spiritual direction by some of the nuns. You can check that out at their, uh, their website, but we had a great time with them just in the last few days. And you're going to love what she's got to say about uh, not giving up on prayer. Great to have for the first time, though, Father Matthew Marr. He's from the Archdiocese of Sydney. And he's giving us the gospel reflection this week that he's called An Open Heart Welcome. And it's based on the, the gospel reading for this second Sunday of Advent now. And it's from Matthew 3, verses 1 to 12. The one who follows me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So that powerful description of Jesus and what he will do from John the Baptist. That's going to be proclaimed now by Max Norton, who not only produces the show for us each week, puts it all together, lets me join the dots. He does a great job in putting all this show together and... He's also really good at proclaiming the Word of God, which he's going to do for us now. Then we'll hear from Matthew Marr. After that, a bit of music. Lots of really good music on the show today. I can see some Christafari in there and Rhonda Vincent and For King and Country. There's oh, some great music, some great Advent style leading into Christmas music. Let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm so glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. In due course, John the Baptist appeared. He preached in the wilderness of Judea, and this was his message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This was the man the prophet Isaiah spoke of when he said, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare a way for the Lord, make his paths straight. This man John wore a garment made of camel hair and a leather belt round his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole of the Jordan district made their way to him, and as they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, they confessed their sins. But when he saw a number of Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, 
brood of vipers? Who warned you to fly from the retribution that's coming? But if you're repentant, produce the appropriate fruit and do not presume to tell yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. Because I tell you, God can raise children for Abraham from these stones. Even now, the axe is laid to the roots of the trees so that any tree which fails to produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown on the fire. I baptize you in water for repentance, but the one who follows me is more powerful than I am. I am not fit to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn in a fire that will never go out. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Matthew Marr. We're here at the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, and we look back to the time of the prophet Isaiah, who says that a voice will cry in the wilderness, prepare a way for the Lord. And as we prepare a way for the Lord in our own hearts, the question is, how? How do we prepare for the coming again of the Christ child at Christmas? How do we prepare a way for the Lord in our lives, in our hearts? Well, yet again, we go back to those ancient words of John the Baptist, echoing out through the region of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Repentance is thus the key for Advent. When John the Baptist speaks about repentance, though, first of all, he's speaking about confessing our sins and asking forgiveness for them. But it's much more than that. It's a much richer idea. It is about turning everything of our life, everything of our heart, all parts of us, firmly towards God. It's a radical transformation of our whole heart, of our whole self towards God. So too for us, as we prepare for Christmas, to welcome Jesus Christ into our lives yet again. But so too we ask God to reveal those parts of our hearts, our parts of our lives, that need to be turned again and again towards God. Those parts we might hold back just a little bit. What parts of my heart, what parts of my life have I not fully yet maybe given over to God? We ask that God would show us these parts and he would turn them towards him. So that when we do come to Christmas, when the Christ child does arrive with all that joy, we too can welcome him even more, with more open hearts, more open lives than ever before this Christmas. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel.
Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. It is said that once upon a time there lived a handsome prince who loved music. He had a beloved servant who used to play the flute for him, and the prince took endless delight in it. The servant in his turn took endless delight as well, for two reasons. Firstly, because he himself really liked music and was always composing new little pieces that forever surprised him because he didn't know the music was in him. The second reason was that he loved the prince, so to see what delight his music gave the prince was a gift all on its own. He knew that sometimes his music transported the prince miles away into a distant land that sometimes his music touched the prince's heart and sometimes it was all so moving that at the end both prince and servant would sit in silence with tears flowing down their cheeks, neither knowing exactly why that was so. Over time it became apparent though that the servant was going deaf and eventually he became completely deaf. The unthinkable had happened. Yet now the gift of the servant to his prince was even greater because, see, now he played for the exclusive pleasure of the beloved prince. On the face of it, there was nothing in it for him at all. So often people say to me that in their prayer they don't feel anything and some people are tempted to give up on prayer because they can't see anything for it. They feel that it can't be pleasing to God because there seems to be nothing in it. And yet, how far from the truth. The ticket is, even if you don't feel it or hear it, let your heart continue to play the melody of your love for God to God. The fact that you don't get anything out of it makes the notes even sweeter because it's all God and all for God. What a lovely thing to be able to give him. Thank you to Mother Hilda Scott there. All for God is the piece that she had for us this week. 
not giving up in prayer, doing everything for God, even when it seems to not be making a difference or when you're not getting anything out of it, even sweeter because it's all for God, even sweeter in the eyes of Jesus in that regard. So thank you to Mother Hilda Scott there. After the break, we're going to hear from Father Mark D. Batista. He's going to break open some content that's from the Old Testament reading this Sunday. We always at the top of the show do the gospel reading, but we, as, uh, as people would know, in, in a Catholic mass or service, we, we start with the liturgy of the word and we have a reading from the Old Testament and we have a psalm, we have a reading from the New Testament letters, and then we have a gospel. And so Father Mark's going to break open some content from Isaiah 11, 1 to 10 and the great hope of Isaiah and ancient Israel for the coming of the Messiah. I really think you're going to love what he's got to say. Hang around for that. That's after the break. A bit more music first. Rhonda Vincent. Music's what I see, and there'll be some King and Country in the mix too before you hear from Father Mark D. Batista for King and Country. It's called Heavenly Host. In fact, I think I saw them uh, play that as part of the the Chosen, the same guys who make that that film series or that mini series on the on the Gospels, The Chosen. They had a whole bunch of musicians in the Christmas special. I think this is one of the ones that King and Country did as part of that uh, compilation of great Christian music leading into Christmas they've done over, over a few years now. I better stop talking. Lots to get through. That's all coming after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. Must have been a hundred people gathered all around. A blind old man sitting on a stool, and no one made a sound. He sang, Jesus loves me, this I know. What I see He said my imagination These songs and this guitar Have taken me around the world I've even touched a star He sang for nothing But he smiles When the money hits the jar Jesus loves me, this I know Somewhere bluebirds fly over the rainbow God is great, God is good to me He gave me music, music's what I see I've been busted flat in Baton Rouge on a long black train Tracks of my tears with blue eyes crying in the rain. I faced a ring of fire with Sunday morning coming down. He was looking straight at me when he said, Music, music's what 
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Another in our Advent series of reflections, here's Father Mark D. Battista breaking open the Old Testament reading for this Sunday, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. The greatest hope of ancient Israel in the time of Jesus was the coming of the Messiah, 
which means anointed one in Hebrew. The Messiah was to restore the people of Israel as one nation made up of the twelve tribes. The people had lost their former glory, which shone so brightly in the kingdoms of David and Solomon. There was the separation of the kingdoms between north and south, about 931 BC, the decimation of the eleven tribes in 722 BC, and the deportation to Babylon in 587 BC. The picture painted for us by Isaiah shows an epoch ushered in by the coming of the Messiah. He would restore a reign that resembles the Garden of Eden, which means delight in Hebrew, before the original sin. We see how his reign would usher in a kingdom governed by the Spirit of God. Incidentally, this is the first place where we first see the gifts of the Spirit listed although sacred tradition expanded them to seven in keeping with the symbolism of the number of perfection. Furthermore, we see that the reign to be ushered in by the Messiah will not only influence people, but will have an effect over the whole of creation, including the animal kingdom. Quote, Calf and lion feed together with a little boy to lead them. Unquote. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 6. This is a spectacular picture of the Garden of Eden before the original sin took place. Of course, we know that Christ has indeed brought in the kingdom, but we also know that its fullness has yet to be revealed. However, the hope is true and will not deceive. Quote, the whole of creation waits for it. Unquote. Romans chapter 8 verse 19 Let us pray. May the incarnate Son of the Father make us long and work for the fullness of the kingdom of God. Amen. Thanks so much, Father Mark D. Batista. He's, uh, he's a parish priest down there at Port Kembla. He's doing great work in renewal and evangelization down there. There are uh, in the middle of an Alpha program at the moment. He's uh, he's always so good in his preaching, his teaching. We use him a lot in the formation of our SRE teachers, our, our catechists in New South Wales. We get to go to state schools, and he does a great job in in helping us to form our over 300 volunteers who do that each week in, in our little diocese. We see about 8,000 kids a week, and... Uh, He's just so knowledgeable. He's done a lot of study in scripture in Rome and, uh, and you can, you can get a sense of that, can't you? And what he just shared with us there about Isaiah's hope. After the break, we'll be hearing from Mr. Ken Bryant. He's continuing with some more from Isaiah and, uh, and this is an excerpt from what he wrote for the Advent series, which is called Incarnate, which is being used right around the country. In fact, right around the world. It's amazing how many copies of that have gone out from our little offices here in the course of the, the last few months and, that's all coming after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. Go tell it on the mountain The one that we've been waiting for The King of our salvation Born on Savior Christ the Lord Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere 
Love and life. This is the journey. In this next Advent series reflection, Ken Bryant's reflection is for Monday, the 5th of December, and it's the Old Testament passage, Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 to 10. The east coast of Australia, which suffered seemingly interminable floods and devastation across the recent La Nina events, has burst forth with new life as the winter has turned to the warmth of springtime and early summer. Our Creator God, as Pope Francis so readily notes, gives being to all things. The burst of wattle, the perfume of spring flowers and the bird song that foreshadows the arrival of a brood of chicks all speak of a God who is present in our world. Yet, in all the beauty and wonder so evident in the world, Nothing can compare to God's presence in the incarnation of Jesus, the babe born in a humble stable in the small town of Bethlehem. The words of the prophet Isaiah presage a world that is possible through this wondrous event. The eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unsealed. Isaiah speaks of renewal, of new possibility and growth. The Lord is coming. Whilst the mystery of the Incarnation and the pageantry of the Christmas season entrance us all, it is the life and teachings of Jesus, our God incarnate, that informs, nourishes and extols us to embrace life anew. The birth of Jesus is a source of such joy as it heralds such change. 
we are always encouraged to start again, to forgive and be forgiven, to seek an ever deeper relationship with our God. In doing so, we can better be the face of Christ all we meet. Jesus exhorts us in the gospel to pick up our stretcher and go home. It is in our homes, our workplaces, and in the challenge of our closest relationships that we are most readily called to be Christ to the world. May we be so. We gather before you, O Holy Spirit. Guide us this Advent season and make yourself a home in our hearts. Amen. So thank you to Ken there. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Mike Delaney, who is going to be talking about some things he learnt about himself when he was arranging a holiday. It's really good. I think you're going to love it. Here's Matthew West. The song's called The Heart of Christmas. It'll be Cellar and Hello Grace. Then Father Mike Delaney after the break with his segment, God in the Everyday. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're in the second week of Advent, and I really hope that you're enjoying the journey. I'm going to make a wish this Christmas. I'm going to say a little prayer. I'm going to stop here for a moment. Before the moment disappears The world's in a hurry this December The city streets and shopping malls I wish we could slow down and remember The meaning of it all Wherever you are, no matter
Wherever you are, no matter how far, come back to the heart, the heart of Christmas. Live while you can and cherish the moment and the ones that you love. G'day, I'm Murray from Kylo Vale in the Southern Highlands, New South Wales, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. And now, seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. I hope I don't sound as if I'm a bit full of myself, but I do get a bit of a kick as I listen to my meeting God in the everyday God spot as I head off to Mass on a Sunday morning. I don't look at the email telling me what's included in the episode, because frequently there's some time between when I've recorded a segment and when it's actually aired. So hearing what might have been recorded some months ago is always a little intriguing because, well, I'm human, and I'm not always certain that what I say will have the impact I thought as I actually prepared the segment. I'd like to take a step back for a moment to set the scene. I mentioned to some of my peers recently on a Zoom call that I was feeling a bit stressed because I hadn't really taken a proper holiday since COVID hit, probably like many of you listening today. I mentioned that I was thinking of going and trying to organise a trip to Norfolk Island. It would be my second visit. A few days later, I heard the podcast where I actually talked about one of the huge Moreton Bay figs that can be found on the island. And I thought, well, do I need any further encouragement? At the time of recording this segment, I've actually started the process, but there are still some steps to complete before the holiday is really organised. Another reason I'm stressed is because I'm actually not a good organiser. And it's not because I don't try, but it just isn't one of my gifts. I really have to work at it. I'm much better at thinking about what might happen and what opportunities are before me than actually making them happen. So, for me, getting the process started is, in fact, a big step. Over the years, I've been aware of my strengths as well as areas of my personality that are not strengths. I mention them like that because there's nothing wrong with me, just that some things are not strengths. Recently, I did an assessment called the Working Genius Assessment, a process rising out of COVID by the team at the Table Group and Patrick Lencioni. I found that I'm really good at helping people and I'm th- and thinking about problems. I'm not quite so good at actually how to solve those problems or even knowing what questions to ask to make the right decisions as people move towards solving a problem. The Greek philosopher Socrates suggested that to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. I suspect that for me, the working genius process is helping become a little wiser. But it also reminds me that I need a team around me to make up for those things where I am not as strong. Hence my sharing with my peers about my struggles about organising a holiday and their very forthright suggestion that I would do something about it or they would help me. Do you know what your strengths are? Do you have some people who are there to help you when things become difficult and you're not sure what to do next? Hopefully you can answer yes and you too can take the next step in whatever you need to do. And yes, it seems that God does work via Zoom. The King is in the room Come see the scars of love upon His hands 
watch the darkness flee at his command Who is this king? Who is this king? His name is Jesus His name is Jesus Light of the
That was Phil Wickham. His name is Jesus. And we are closer each week to Christmas as we journey through the Advent series and the Advent season. Thanks to Father Mike who um, gave us some insights about what he learned about himself when, when arranging a, a holiday for himself recently. Bit of a working one to Norf- Norfolk Island, as he said. And what he learned about himself. Thank you to him, to Ken Bryant, who contributed to the show today, to Father Mark D. Batista. Great to have Mother Hilda Scott on the show as well. And Father Matthew Maher, right at the top of the show, who broke open this week's gospel reading for us for the second Sunday in Advent. Hope as the year moves towards a close and many, many people are starting to gear down and get ready for holidays that, uh, that you're having the opportunity to be reflective, you're having the opportunity to really consider the joy and the beauty of this season and just the wonder of what God has done through the incarnation and the birth of Jesus. We're hoping you can do that. We're trying to help you to do that and we'll be trying to help people do that again next week as we move into the third week of Advent. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and it's been an absolute joy this week bringing you The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.